If you're looking for a podcast to give you the inside scoop on the recent NFL draft. Oh, please. The only inside scoop I'm interested in is ice cream. You have a point. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not that podcast. Yeah, no. This is, however, comedy. Tragedy. Marriage. marriage. Welcome to Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage, a podcast where a married couple takes turns each episode selecting a movie, TV show, or a documentary to watch. We watch it together, and we sit down and discuss it together, and then share that discussion with you about why we either liked it, loved it, or loathed it. I am Stan the Movie Man. I review films at StanTheMovieMan.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MovieManStan. You can follow the podcast at CT Marriage. You can get in touch with us via email simply by sending us an email. ComedyTragedyMarriage <laughs> at gmail.com. Imagine that. Email yeah, us by it's, emailing us. It's, it's, it's surprisingly simple. Uh, and if you have a suggestion for something you want us to watch, uh, you can send it to that email address as well. Tell us what it is and why you think we should watch it. Also, if you would be so kind, please go to the podcast platform of your choice and subscribe so that you get these downloads each and every week. Uh, if you do that at Apple Podcasts, uh, it will help more people find us. Do it on Spotify as well, Stitcher or whatever podcast app you happen to use. Actually, just, you know, go to all the podcast apps and just, you know, like, rate, review us on all the places. Sure, that would be great too. That would just make Stan so happy. Yes, um, but I'll talk more about that later. Sure. Um, however, right now, it's time to introduce the star of our show. Oh, the main attraction. Oh, God. Get over yourself. The big kahuna. The whole reason for why I get up in the morning, well, that and the job. It's the job. Well, it's your bladder. And, and <laughs> actually, more urgently, and, my and, bladder. And then the job. And then the job. And then you just, you run away then from I, me. So I, I'm like a distant third. Plus but... there's going to the grocery store and the gym. and All the other things. And, yeah. Uh, so many things. She's one of the reasons I get up in the morning. My yeah. other half. Uh, Maud. The asking all the big questions, Broad. Oh, my goodness. It was your choice this week. It was. And you were very excited about this movie. I was. Okay, see, here's the thing. Um, I am a woman, shall we say, of a certain age. Of a certain age. And more of that is bearing down on me like um, a steamroller and just squishing me and um, unfortunately not making me any flatter, mm. um, which is not the goal of some of the protagonists in our movie choice this week. They wanted to be less flat, yes, and we'll did. talk about that. Um, it has been anticipated um, with wild glee, um, the movie adaptation of the 1970 middle grade reader by Judy Bloom. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, the film version opened on April 28th, so that was this past weekend. 
Um, and I dragged Stan to see the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I rarely go. I was, I was kicking and screaming the whole way. Yeah, not so much. Um, I I rarely go to the theater true. to is, see a film. This is a unique situation. It's a big deal if something opens and I actually want to go. Mm -hmm. So this was a big deal because, again, I am a woman of a certain age. Um, the film stars Abby Ryder Fortson in the title role of Margaret Simon. Rachel McAdams portrays her mother, Barbara Simon. Kathy Bates... <laughs> Uh, plays a very comical grandma on her dad's side, Sylvia Simon. Um, Benny Safdie portrays dad, Herb Simon. Um, we have a supporting cast of um, Margaret's Little Friends. Um, L. Graham portrays Nancy. Amari uh, Price is Janie. And Catherine Kupferer, I'm guessing at the pronunciation of that name, is... Um, Gretchen. We also have Kate McLuggage as Jan Wheeler, who is Nancy's mom. She is um, one of the adults we see pretty much more than anybody else mm -hmm. um, outside of, um, you know, Margaret's parents and um, her grandma. And to round out the main players, um, Echo Kellum plays their sixth grade teacher, Mr. Benedict. So the movie opens with... Margaret coming back from Camp Winnie Wasco or Wachi Tucci or <laughs> Wakamaka Haka. Wakamaka, yeah, summer camp, yeah. basically. Um, she's been going to summer camp in New Hampshire for, you know, some time every, every year. So she is coming home from camp and um, her mom arrives at the bus station to pick her up. And um, the first thing we notice that's different, or the first thing that Margaret notices that's different, is that Mom's got a car. And she's like, what, we bought a car? And Mom is like, oh, let me look at you. Yeah, we have a car. There's, you know, we've got, we want to talk about your summer and blah, blah, blah. And um, Grandma, was Grandma there to... Grandma was there to, to meet to her. To help pick her up. But, okay, yeah. And she and she spills some beans. She does did she spill the beans but when they get home or i don't remember when exactly she spilled she the beans when they get at home. the apartment yeah anyway they they go home they drive into the city to a very very teeny tiny um plant and book and big ugly 70s furniture filled um new york city apartment yes and, um, you know, dad is there and he's very glad to see Margaret and they're, you know, wagging her big trunk from mm. camp um, into the apartment. Up and several flights of stairs, apparently. Up, so yeah, they live in a walk up, apparently. So um, grandma um, played just right by Kathy Bates. I mean, she could have she could have goosed this character way over the top. But she didn't. It, it's a um, it's a nuanced performance, I think. Um, Energetic, but not too over the top. And not too stare. I mean, it could have easily become a caricature. Yes. You know, Jewish grandmother and and oh, Margaret and you know, sort of like the, Jerry Seinfeld's parents. Sort of. Well, more like George's parents. George, you're right. George's um, parents. Yeah, yes. kind of, kind of like that. Um, but. <sighs> Grandma spills the beans that um, Margaret and her parents are going to be moving. 
Um, dad got a promotion and it's a real opportunity for them. They're going to be moving across the river into New Jersey, which to Margaret, it, Margaret's never lived any place but the city. She is like, I'm going to have to leave all my friends behind. New what am I going to do? New school, new people. I won't know anybody. I'm all, you know, she's just all not happy about it. Yes. And, you know, Grandma, in her way, is not really helping. No, she's oh, not. Oh, I'll never see you again. What am I, I'm going to be so lonely. What am I going to do? I mean, you know, typical, you know, angst-ridden sort of grandma. Um, but it turns out that um, there's there are phone calls, there are visits, um, and, and Margaret and Grandma have a, a really close, sweet kind of relationship mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. um, it, and that dynamic was, is really um, a joy to watch unfold. Plus, plus Kathy Bates, I'm sorry, she's just a marvel. She's a wonderful actor. And um, with her 1970 bouffant hairdo, which starts blonde, but then turns red, um, both colors equally hideous mm -hmm. and truly delightful. The film, um, before even the opening scene happens, we get an opening um, graphic that says 1970. So, and um, we learn that Margaret is turning 12 um, soon. She's going into sixth grade um, and she's, she's grappling with all of the big issues that girls of a certain age deal with. Um, puberty hasn't really visited her yet. She hasn't gotten her boobies. No. She hasn't gotten her period. Um, and now, um, among all this other stuff, she's, her parents are taken away from, taking her away from everything she knows. Um, we see her in New Jersey when they move, um, they move into a house. Um, mom is not going to have to work outside the home anymore. And she's she's viewing this and framing this as a real opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a luxury, in fact, that she's, you know, she's going to have all this room in this big house and she's not going to have to work. She's going to be able to be home for Margaret when she comes home from school every day. And she was an art teacher. She was an art teacher. Career. And um, quite an accomplished artist, as mm. we find out, as mm. she's unpacking her canvases from her packing boxes. We see, um, we see a lot of her artwork, and she's trying to decide what goes where and what belongs and what doesn't. And eh, this is not really right for the living room. Mm. And um, she's she's typical. The seventies details in this film are remarkable visually. Um, including, I don't know whether Rachel McAdams is, is this like her real hair? Is this a wig? But her 70s angel wings are perfect. They do the whole loop-dee-dip-dee-doo thing, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I remember this hair. I worked so hard to get my hair to do that. Oh, my wings, I could just never get my wings trained properly, much less the feathers below the wings. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It's it's just, it's so hard. Just part my hair down the middle, and boy, that We took, all did. That probably took longer 
for me to do my hair than it did for you to do your hair. Not at that time, it didn't. Don't be so sure. Oh, dude, there there were hot rollers involved uh, well, and no, curling no irons rollers. and oh. there was a there was a blow dryer though and a and a and round a brush. brush. Well, yeah, to, to try to burn it into submission. Well, yeah, you have to, it has to be heat molded yes. into shape. Yes. Um, I got to where three days out of five, it looked pretty good. Yeah. Your senior pictures look good. Yeah. Uh, I worked on that. Oh, and yeah. There's probably about half a can of hairspray on that. My end. senior pictures in my drapes, I had big fat strap marks from my swimsuit because I got sunburned at the <laughs> pool the day before. I digress. Yes. Sorry. Um, sorry. The first thing that I said to you after mm -hmm. the film actually started, mm -hmm. Margaret was wearing a little plastic red hair barrette in her hair. And I'm like, I had that barrette. I remember those from when I was a kid. Um, so anyway, Margaret's turning 12. It's 1970. She's going into the sixth grade. Um, their first day in the neighborhood, they're like unpacking boxes still. Um, little little prissy blonde um, Nancy comes prissing down the street with her little shorts and her little bikini her her super fitted double a bikini bra top mm -hmm. on her body um, saying oh you're the new kid you want to come run under the sprinklers oh let me go ask my mom so she goes and asks her mom and her mom says oh okay sure um, so she goes, she, she's looking for a swimsuit and, and there's like, I don't know which box your bathing suit would be in. And, um, Nancy says, it's okay. I can lend you one of mine. It'll fit. So they go down to Nancy's house and, um, Nancy looks at, uh, Margaret in her bathing suit and she's like, you're still flat. And so there the competition starts. Yes. Um, Nancy also has a secret club with all of these ridiculous rules that sixth grade girls have mm -hmm. um, with the other two girls, Janie and Gretchen. And so the four of them become their own little clique for a period of time. Um, you can't wear socks. You have to wear a bra. You have to have a notebook that tells what boy you're crushing on and everybody else has to be able to see everybody else's notebooks. Um, it's just, you know, little girl trying to be about to not be a little girl anymore stuff. Um, Judy Bloom and her husband, um, Mr. Cooper, actually have a very brief cameo. They're just in a scene of people walking through the neighborhood and she walked by and I'm like, oh my God, that's Judy Bloom. And you're, you wouldn't have known the difference, but. Actually, having seen her picture, you watched a documentary, I which did. I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, I, I recognized her. I mean, but I mean, it's a blink and you it's miss It's really it fast. Yeah. She's in frame and out of frame in less mm -hmm. than a second. Mm -hmm. um, and I did watch a documentary about Judy Bloom and um, it talked about a lot of her books, not just Are You right. There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Um, Margaret's parents, her mother is Christian and her father is Jewish. Margaret has never met her mother's parents and later in the film we find out why. And, um, but we, 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 Grandma Sylvia has been there the whole time. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a close grandparent relationship on that side, which is wonderful. Um, I 
it's been so long since I actually read the book that there's a lot of stuff that I don't remember. Um, but um, a friend of mine who has read it more recently and went to see the movie said that she was very pleased by how true the adaptation was to the book. Mm. So that makes me feel better because I felt like it was pretty true to the story too, even though there are a lot of specific details that I don't remember. Um, what I do remember is um, the little exercise that the girls do in order to try to fill out their figures. Mm -hmm. And um, there was the, there's this whole competition about who's going to get their period first. And, oh, my God, I don't want to be last. Um, Margaret's parents have never exposed her to organized religion, um, not necessarily because they come from different faiths. Um, at least not solely for that reason, but they want Margaret to, um, to grow and mature and ask her questions and um, decide for herself who she's going to be and mm -hmm. what she's going to be and, and what faith she's going to identify with. So um, at, a, at a particularly angsty point in the film, I think when she finds out that they're moving actually, um, she's like, are you there, God? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret Simon. She uses her first name, her mm -hmm. whole name mm -hmm. in the first prayer. Um, but she talks to God as if it's a conversation, not, uh, you know, with hands folded. And I mean, she looks up, but she's, it's not the kind of prayer that, we think of as a prayer it's more of a one-sided conversation it's yeah and it's beautiful yeah it is it's, it's, it's and that's actually it's innocent and childlike and i think it's fantastic that's actually what prayer is supposed to be yeah um and we we see a lot more of her conversations with god mm -hmm. throughout the course of the mm -hmm. film um when she starts school um, their male school teacher, which in 1970, when I was starting school, yeah. because I started first grade in 1970. So mm. Margaret was like six years older than me. But anyway, um, there were very few male elementary school teachers. Other than our gym teacher, who was the principal at my elementary school, I didn't have any male teachers until I got to middle school. Yeah, same. Um, and I didn't even have a male principal until I was like in the third grade um, because Miss Cobb, who was like 112, finally retired. But anyway. Again, off topic. Off topic. I digress. Bygones. Um, we meet um, their teacher, Mr. Benedict, who we learn in the course of his introduction to the class that it's his first year teaching. So he's like fresh out of school, mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. um, and he um, has three questions that he wants his students in his class to answer. I really love blank. I really hate blank. And I'm really excited or looking forward to blank. Um, so he shares what his love like, love hate, looking forward to is and then the kids write theirs down um there are you know little boy crushes that happen and there's the the cool 
um, super suave Philip Leroy, who is like the cute one that everybody mm -hmm. apparently that all the girls have a crush on. Yeah, and he he's you know turns out to be kind of you know not so much all that. Yeah. Um, but there's that. There is the um, there's the class um, dork who like nobody crushes on, nobody wants to sit with, nobody wants to have anything to do with him. And his last name's Fisher, and I don't remember his first name, but he's he's a pudgy dorky kid, slicked uh, down hair and uh, black horn rimmed glasses. Yeah, he's he's a real dork, and nobody you know, it, it's not overt. Uh, hatred, but people just find him sort of creepy and gross. Well, he's a nerd and he's weird. Yeah. Um, but he's got some swagger. He has. He feels good about himself. Smooth. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, yeah. There's a party that his the whole class is invited to, so... Um, and it turns out to be quite the thing. So mm -hmm. everybody, you know, everybody gets all dressed up and everything, and um, once his mother... Um, has introduced herself to the point where it's awkward and he finally gets her to leave the rumpus room. Um, the party starts and there's like music and the boys and girls are kind of like tentatively, you know, do you want to dance, whatever. And then the party games start and there's um, spin the bottle mm -hmm. and there's um, instead of seven minutes in heaven, it's two minutes in the closet. Mm -hmm. Well, or the bathroom. It was, they actually it go was, in the bathroom. Yeah, but it was called the closet. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, Margaret goes, um, gets the same number as smooth, cool Philip Leroy. So they go into the closet and he kisses her. Oh, my God. Twice. Twice. Which really makes, what's her name? Nancy. Nancy. Makes oh, Nancy mad because... She can't stand it. She has the real... She's she's really got a crush on this kid. And she And Margaret is like, eh. Meh. She really has a crush on Moose, who is Nancy's brother's friend. Yeah, but Moose has... His voice is starting to change. And, and he's, he's got, got this, armpit hair. He's got some armpit hair. And he's, and got, he's got the got, beginnings of a mustache. And he's got this righteous fro. Oh, yeah. He, he, he reminds me of a cooler version of Napoleon Dynamite, actually. <laughs> um, just with the fro happening in similar color. Anyway. Um, Grandma Sylvia um, undergoes a life change. Uh, not that one. No. Um, but she um, moves to Florida. We don't know if it's Boca, but um, she moves to Florida. She says there's a hotel with a lot of people like me. Is it yeah. the Fountain Blue? Or I don't know. I don't uh, remember. I don't, know. I don't know if we ever heard or we found never out. We did. Um, but um, after some years of singleness, um, there comes along a handsome white-haired man mm -hmm. in Grandma Sylvia's and life. Who's very tan. Who's very tan, yes. yes. Um, so while Margaret is approaching a life passage, we see a little bit of life passage happening for Grandma. We also see some life passage happening for um, Barbara, mm. the mom, as well, because mm -hmm. she's like, she's been a working mom. She's been an art teacher. 
um, now she's kind of, she's got all this time on her hands and what's she going to do? And, um, and she, um, ends up making an overture that she never thought she would make. And, um, that brings a lot, and I don't want to spoil because this is a very new movie. So, yes. um, and if you haven't read the book, oh my God, you have to read the book. Go to the bookstore, go to your library, put it on hold because everybody else is reading it right now too. So um, put in your request and, um, and you know, get, get in line to read Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And one thing that we kind of skipped over that's a pretty big point yeah. uh, is Mr. Benedict, her teacher, gives has everybody doing an assignment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, he says... Um, as part of his introduction, thank you, because I, I got so excited and saw a squirrel and, you know, um, that this is going to be a year that they will have a year-long research project to do. And because the things that, was it the things that Margaret hates were religious holidays? Yes. Yes. Margaret hates religious holidays because she's never been brought up as either Jewish or Christian. So they don't they don't observe anything in her house other than secular Christmas. Yeah. And um I guess maybe Easter bunny Easter, I don't really know. Well, we didn't see that part. No, but um but Mr. Benedict holds her after class and says, "I'm I'm kind of intrigued why why the things you hate are religious holidays and she said well my mom's christian and my dad's jewish and i'm sort of not really anything so um i and we don't celebrate anything so it just you know i all my friends have you know lights and trees and you know well they have a tree but but you know it, the, we don't celebrate like other people do. Yes. So he says, well, I think, I think maybe that, um, you know, religion could be really an interesting, compelling topic for your research project. What do you, and she's like, you know, kind of skittish about it. And he says, well, just think about it. And, um, and so that sends her to, um, well, first of all, she goes to visit grandma in the city uh, rides the bus for the first time by, by herself, herself, which, oh my God, that can never happen now <laughs> with a 12-year-old on a bus. Well, they take the train, but anyway. But anyway, um, but um, when she's having overnight, you know, slumber party weekend with grandma, she asks, you know, I, I, I was wondering if maybe I could go to temple with you, and grandma is all about yes. it and so she takes her to temple and it's like a two-hour thing with lots and lots of hebrew and aramaic and um there's music which um which margaret kind of enjoys mm -hmm. but she doesn't understand most of what's happening mm -hmm. um because she thought she'd feel something she thought she'd feel something and she talks to god about that mm -hmm. you know what god didn't feel anything mm -hmm. um grandma is now convinced that she's jewish yes because she's been to temple now but she also goes to services with other friends she goes to like uh like a a black 
church. Yeah. Where the, a, the music a, is. A rocking black church. Yeah, with, with all kinds of uh, uh, the, a choir. The and clapping a, and ha- tambourine and choir. And, and, the, and the preacher is, is sings as well. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a big time. And she has a good time. But again, she didn't feel anything. And she goes to like a traditional Christmas Christmas service, service with Nancy with and Nancy her family and, again, and it's very it's, staid yes. you know candles and you know traditional Christmas hymns and organ music so she's and, sort of on a spiritual journey yeah but nothing's taken she's yeah she's not feeling anything anywhere yeah um, but all this time she's continuing to have her conversations with God and she's not told her parents about going to temple. No, that comes out later. Yes. And it's a it's a thing. It's a very big thing. And I'm you know, we're not gonna spoil that either, but it, it comes out later and it's a thing. It's a thing. Um so yeah. But um You were really looking forward to this movie? Yeah. You were hoping that it would be something enjoyable for mm-hmm. you, that it would would live up to the spirit of the book. Yeah, so. and that it would live up to its the 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 movie's hype because people have been talking about this adaptation for I mean you know book nerd people oh. have been talking about this adaptation for a long time. Okay, well, tell me, did it live up to the hype? I don't want to spoil it. Well, we're not going to give our ratings yet, but did you enjoy the movie? Oh my God, yes, eleven thousand times, yes. Yeah. What I about, agree. What about you? I thought it was great. Okay. See, because boys, You were concerned. I was concerned because you're a boy. Yes, but just because I like Marvel movies and John Wick and, and uh, you know, sci-fi and, and all that stuff doesn't mean I can't enjoy a simpler, more innocent story. Well, yeah, but, like, you're a boy. I know. And boys I, have cooties and yes, boy germs. I have both of those. Yes. I have terminal cooties. And I have out. girl germs and bleh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so so it was, I, I was nervous about it. But I enjoyed, I was nervous about Leanne Morgan, too, though. So. Well, I don't know why. But um, the the story, you know, it, it's it's a sweet story about like i told you when we were driving home an innocent time mm-hmm. um when there wasn't the internet out there to pollute your soul um or steal it that too yeah and it it was about this this time of change in this young girl's life uh, when there's already been so much change from mm-hmm. moving from the city to the suburbs, uh, starting a new school, getting a whole group of new friends, and this this pressure Nancy seems to put on all the girls about, you know, wearing a bra and when are you getting your period and uh, boys. the boys in your life. Have you been and, kissed yet? Yeah, have you been kissed? And she, <laughs> the very sort of, funny yet gross scene when Nancy kisses the uh, the bedpost no, the bedpost yeah she's the been big, practicing the big knob on her bedpost and she kisses it and seems to really be getting into it yeah um, most of us French kiss pillows yeah well I, I 
no, that wasn't me. I well, because you were a boy. Well, yes, um, and we were watching something else earlier about uh, involving a couple where the guy had never been French kissed. Yeah, and um, you know that reminded me of my first French kiss. Um, oh my god, it wasn't me, was it? No, no. It okay, wasn't. good to know. Um, and how it was like. This entirely new universe of <laughs> It was unbelievable. <laughs> I felt things I had never felt before. Oh, I'm sure you did. Both literally and figuratively. Oh, jeez. But, um, you know, there's... It, it's, it's funny. It's well acted. Mm -hmm. The characters are intriguing. Uh, I was unfamiliar with the story other than the title, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I, you know there were women there that had their children with mm -hmm. them that were roughly the same age as the girls. Mm -hmm. So, you know, look, if you think that just because it's based on a young adult or young teen book. Mm -hmm that there's nothing in it for you guys. Um, there's lawnmowers. There's there's minor injuries caused by said lawnmower. True. Uh, you know, there's... Um, oh, uh, there's there's a, a Playboy that gets flipped through by the girls. Yeah, well... Um, but, you know, that... And there's obviously more to it than that. It, it's just a, 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 a good story that's well told, well acted. And I'm really surprised at its box office numbers. Good or not good? They're not good. Oh, that sucks. They are slightly below the low end of the expectations for their <sighs> opening, for the opening weekend. Aww. And we'll get all into that. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. We'll get all into that and our ratings and what we've watched right after this. Welcome back to Comedy Tragedy Marriage. We are discussing uh, the brand new film uh, as we're recording this. Uh, are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, based on the book by Judy Bloom. I, I think you pretty much know how we feel about it, but let's just move on to our ratings. Tell me what... Uh, do you rate? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Eleven T training bras. Okay, I give it five bright shiny stars. Actually, in the movie, they're called grow bras. Grow but bras. Same, yes. same diff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said. It's I found plenty to enjoy in it, and um, maybe it's because of my age and because I'm not a testosterone-soaked monster. Troglodyte. Uh, that actually, I'm probably a little low on that level. Anyway. Oh, stop it! But um, you know, I found it incredibly enjoyable. I'm so glad you did. It was it was really really good, and I am sorry that it didn't do better at the box office because in its opening weekend, it made six point eight million dollars. It was projected to make between seven and nine million dollars. And that's against a budget of $30 million. Ouch. Um, so it needs to grow some legs. 
uh, in order for um, for it to recoup that. Of course, it would need to make probably somewhere in the neighborhood of ninety million, and that seems unlikely, especially with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three coming out this weekend and various other big uh, box office movies as the summer season starts. As I sit here thinking about it, though, a lot of the core audience for this film would be women slash persons of a certain age. Mm -hmm. Lots of us may be waiting for the opportunity to stream. So I would hope that, um, you know, the box office will continue to steadily grow, even if it is, you know, slow growth, um, and that it will stream like gangbusters. Um, trying to see. Well, it's, it's a Lionsgate film, and Lionsgate doesn't have a streaming platform. Um, they're owned by a foreign company. Um, so it, it may be, it may be some time before it starts streaming anywhere, or it may be no time at all. Might never. Depending. No, it may be no time at all. Well, I would hope Um, that streaming is an opportunity for a lot of people who, um, would want to see it and for whatever reason still might not feel comfortable getting out into a crowd at a movie theater or, you know... You know, their bursitis might be bothering them. Their sciatica might be acting up. Any number of reasons why you might want to stay at home on your couch and, and watch it there. Well, uh, it uh, is very well reviewed. It has a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. As it should. Based on 126 critics. And on Metacritic, it has an 85 out of 100. Good. Based on 40, indicating okay. virtually universal acclaim. Uh, audiences surveyed by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A on an A-plus to F scale. And uh, poll track, excuse me, post track gave it an 88% positive score with an average of 4.5 out of 5 stars. Hmm. So, it's not because it's a bad movie that people didn't go see it. Clearly. Um, it's, it's sort of an odd demo that they're going after. It's not one of those, what they call a four-quadrant movie. Yeah, um, and it's not going to be a, you know, your summer blockbuster oh, with, no you know, s- people flying and blowing stuff up. Right. And... Um, so, you know, if if you are a mother, because our audience is primarily female, um, and you have a child about this age, then... Boy or girl, because boys can, boys can learn something from from this, and in an enjoyable way. Yes, I think boys will learn less from it than girls will, because they'll be going, "Ew, they're talking about their time of the month." Well, no, actually, I think a lot of boys are curious about it, and but they're embarrassed to ask the questions. Well, anyway, anyway. Um, I'm sure that most boys would rather go see Mario again. Well, but duh. Um, yeah, if if you are a woman of a certain age and you have a child of a certain age, uh, I highly recommend that you take them to see this movie. There's no bad language. There's 
The most questionable thing is them flipping through a Playboy, but you don't see anything. Um, and there's no violence to speak of. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a really, I think, good, fun film. And also poignant. Yes. There's, there's substance, but you're not beaten over the head with it. And, um, I, I was so glad that it was good. Yes. <laughs> I was so glad that it was good because, you know, it, it, adaptations of iconic books, which are you there, God, it's me, Margaret is as iconic a book as they come. Um, film adaptations of things like this can go off the rails real quick. Yeah. So, so yes, we hi we both highly recommend that you go to a theater and see. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yes. All right. What else have you been watching or reading or whatever? Um, I prior to our going to see um the movie, I watched the documentary on Amazon Prime, Judy Bloom Forever. It was released this year, um, in anticipation largely of this film. Um, it talks a lot about, obviously, this book, but it also talks about how Judy Bloom was a trailblazer in um, middle grade readers' literature. Um, a lot of her books got banned because of, you know, subject matter like periods. Um, in the book Dini, um, Dini is a very pretty girl whose mother, um, is determined that Dini become a, a model. Um, Dini, however, has scoliosis, so she has to wear a back brace. So there's that whole situation. There is a very, very minute portion of Dini where, um, the title character, um, touches her special place, Aha. which, um, Judy Just spelunking, so to speak. Yeah. And you know, that was scandalous mm -hmm. in a lot of uh, people's eyes. Um, Judy Bloom, um, was talking about that particular book and, um, that, um, if a male educator, I think said to her, well, um, you know, if this was a book about a boy, this would be normal, but this is a book about a girl and this is not normal. And, you know, just, you know, um, vilifying that young girls explore their bodies the same way that young boys do. Mm -hmm. Um, she was on a crossfire with, um, Pat Buchanan and whoever Gosh. the guy was on the left and Pat Buchanan was just railing all over her. Like, why are you so hung up on kids and sex and masturbation and all this other they stuff? They call her a groomer now. Uh, yeah. And and her books are still controversial in mm -hmm. some places. Oh, I'm sure they're on a book ban list somewhere in the, uh, in the region. So. All over. Um, um, but she, she was a trailblazer. Um, her books have been controversial. Her books have been banned. Um, not really for any good reason, but uh, other than parents' discomfort, and that's not a good reason. They don't want to talk to their kids about their changing bodies, 
So they definitely don't want anybody else talking to their kids about their changing bodies. I, I just, I work in a library and I see so much that disturbs me now. But um, anyway, the, the documentary about Judy Bloom is on Amazon. It's wonderful. Um, you, you get a lot of insight into the author's life, her history. Um, you get interview, interviews with her kids. Um, and it's just, it's really charming and, um, wonderful. And so if you've got Amazon Prime, absolutely go stream Judy Bloom forever. Go, do, do it now. Do you it now. You don't have to pay extra for it if you're an Amazon Prime member. No. Okay. No. Any, anything else? Um, well, yeah, I've watched some stuff, but we're kind of, you know, deep into the heart of Texas here. So, um, what, what have you watched? Well, we've been watching the fifth season of, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh my gosh. Talk about, talk about controversial for its time. Yes. And, uh, we finished the latest episode and in the lower corner, again, on Amazon Prime, uh, it offers a suggestion for the next thing that you might want to watch. If, if there's another episode of whatever you're watching, whatever series you're watching, you can it, go there. It could go there. I mean, it'll go there automatically mm -hmm. unless you stop it. But it'll it just put a little picture in the lower corner that you can click on and start that. You might like this. And um, what was suggested was Alex Borstein clowns and corsets clown suits and corsets clown suits excuse me clown that's suits where and that corsets. came from yes. okay uh, on Amazon Prime um, it is Alex Borstein's one woman show that's part stand up part music and part social commentary part social commentary and she talks about her getting a divorce about uh, abortion rights about uh, her going to Spain uh, after her divorce to sort of restart her life where she meets the two people, uh, the two musicians that she has on stage with her um, and a bunch of other stuff. And her parents are in the audience and they're very cute little Jewish people. Uh, and she has a filthy mouth. She's dirty. And it's uh, great. And she... You know, she apologizes to them early on, but then after that, it's full steam ahead. Um, and it's an it, it's not exactly a stand-up special, but it's not not a stand-up special. It's it's <clears throat> performance art, kinda with laughs. Yeah, um, and, and music some, and some not laughs too. Some original songs, mm -hmm. um, and it's I thought it was pretty good I really liked it um, you know you know of course most people who are aware of Alex Borstein either remember her from Mad TV or mm -hmm. that she's she's uh, Lois the, Griffin the voice of Lois Griffin on Family Guy um, and you know and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel those are the three things most people would know her from yeah but she's got other talents that mm -hmm. I think once of course, they've, they're done shooting season five, and this is the last season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, but I think she's not going to have any trouble finding work. I Either love taking her. this on the road, this, this show, Clown Suits and Corsets, 
or some other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I was surprised, quite frankly, uh, at, at her range. It. And well, not her range so much, but just that she had put this this thing together hour plus together, um, and that she's got a really interesting story. Um, and, and I liked hearing it. So that's Clown Suits and Corsets, uh, Alex Borstein. It is on Amazon Prime. We also watched John Mulaney, Baby J on Netflix. Also a different kind of stand-up special. Yes. It's longer than your average stand-up special by about 20 minutes. You get a lot for your money. And it starts... With him doing stand-up. It's, there's no opening until some minutes in, yeah. and then we get an opening. Yeah. That uh, was weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. And, you know, uh, his name has flown out of my head, the musician, the talking heads guy. David Byrne. David Byrne does the music, uh, the opening theme yeah. for, for uh, Baby J. Which is gibberish. Pretty much. Um... Unless so, it's a language I don't know and just can't, but it it sounds like the language of gibberish. Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, apparently Mulaney loves David Byrne. Uh, so okay. anyway, but this special covers a lot of ground as to his intervention, his drug abuse, um, and, and rehab, and rehab, uh, and you know, the lows that he got down to as but he makes it very funny. Yeah. Um and I love John Mullaney. I, I do too. think he is a fabulous stand up and I hope he's able to stay on the straight and narrow because I want him to do stuff for ever. I want him to succeed and have a long, hilarious career I think that he also is not a one-trick pony. I think that there's probably a serious actor under there, character well, actor. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, he had a sitcom for a brief time that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think he could, especially now that he's got a little more introspection. Mm-hmm. Um, and this special is different in tone than his other stand-up specials that you can watch on Netflix. Yeah, it's not strictly goofball. There's I mean, he talks pretty frankly about the the dope and yeah. the cocaine and the and the things he would do to get money for it. Yeah, I mean, um, he t- he he tells he launches into one anecdote um talking about a thing that he did to get to buy drugs. Mm-hmm. And he said and that's the one I'm willing to tell you. Yes, and it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But <laughs> so just can't, imagine. Can't imagine. I, I don't want to. But um, he's. I, this is this is a different tone for him than his other specials. He's not, a little more grown up. Not just because of the subject matter, and while he's never been shy about language. It, there's a little more edge to his uh, language in this special than in others. I think he's entitled. I I don't I don't have a problem with yeah, it, but just, I mean, if you're expecting just another John Mulaney special, 
you, there's this a, is there's not a, it. It's like bonus features eh, with John Mulaney. Kind of. Yeah. So that's on Netflix. It's called Baby J. And you and I started tonight the first two of the first three episodes of Love and Death on HBO Max. That is um, the story, the true story of uh, Candy. Um, Candy Montgomery. Candy Montgomery. Um, who... Adulterous and ex-murderer. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, Charming girl. Now, as we discussed while we were watching it, it's very similar in some ways to the Hulu miniseries called Candy. Starring Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Um, and, you know, they're a year apart. Maybe not even a full year apart. Yeah, I'm like, why Why so, why two, why so close together? Why I've, did the one beat the other one to the, you know, I mean, why? I I don't know. But... This one stars Elizabeth Olsen. Wanda. Uh, yes, WandaVision. Uh, Jesse Plemons, Lily Rabe, Patrick Fugit, Kristen Ritter, and more. And it tells the story of Candy, who begins an affair with her uh, across-the-street neighbor's husband. Um, they all go to the same church. Yes. Uh, in this version, Candy is a little little less obnoxious than the uh one than the the one than the hulu version the hulu version i and they've they've made uh betty the uh the wife of the man that candy has the affair with yeah. they've made her more less, dislikable yeah less sympathetic yeah uh, it's, it's so far. So, well, we've got can, more episodes coming. Um, we've got the third one that we didn't have time for because we needed to record this. I think that there are eight, they're going to be eight total. There were five of the Hulu installments. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of the differences is that we're getting more episodes in this go around with the story. So far, in my mind, um, Candy's character is. Um, more sympathetic and more human and um, less of a kind of a take charge ball busting kind of I run the church kind of person. Yeah. Um, so they, they leave that more to Betty. Um, so far. So far. So far. Um, but it, I, I've liked what I've seen so far. Oh yeah. Me too. I'm just, like you, I wonder why. Why I mean, did we need another telling of this tale? Did, because that because of the pending writer strike, did they move up this release date um, so that they would have something right now? Whereas, you know, things like Last Week Tonight and uh, Bill Maher and um, other of those shows probably won't be on until the writer strike is settled. Ugh. God, just um, give the writers their money. I, well, I agree. And don't use AI because, you know, it it comes up with some really stupid stuff. Um, but, I mean, I guess simply because we've seen this story recently. I mean, and you can go watch the five episodes on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, that would be an interesting study in yeah, contrast, that would, in comparison. That would be. Um, yeah. I, I'm, 
I think whatever impact this one has will be less because it's come out so close to the one on Hulu. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Unless a lot of people just don't have Hulu who do have HBO Max and this is their first exposure to it. And if that's the case, you'll probably like it. Although it's slightly less better reviewed than the Hulu, the Hulu version. version. So We'll, we'll see. Uh, yes, we will. Um, anything else? No. Okay, well, that takes care of this episode of Comedy Tragedy Marriage. Two very glowing recommendations for Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. So go to the theater and see it so that movie makes some money. And read the book. Yes, and read the book. Um, I won't read the book. She'll read you the book. You should read the book. You could get through it in an evening. I probably won't read the book. Uh, but anyway, thank you for joining us on Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage. We appreciate it. We've had a unusual spike in downloads, which I'm not complaining about, but it's just sort of comes from out of nowhere. But I appreciate it. So thank you very much for all the folks who either have discovered us or are downloading all the episodes so that they can listen to them at their leisure. Uh, thank you again for that. Please uh, listen wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have a suggestion for something you want us to watch, please feel free to send that to us, comedytragedymarriage at gmail.com. I'm Stan the Movie Man. That's Maude the Movie Broad. Love you. Love you. And I'll never cheat on you. Oh, thank you. Sure. Me too. Anytime. Uh, until next time. Later. later.